Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Twins Magazine underway on this Saturday afternoon. Twins and Rangers play game two of the three-game set. It is a matinee at Globe Life in Arlington. Blazing hot down in Texas, well over 100 degrees. Pretty good idea they put a roof on that ballpark. Uh, Houston and uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, you want to get ball games in, you want to play some matinees, you got to have a roof. And uh, they, they are taking full advantage. Looked like a good crowd at the ballpark last night for game one. Won by the Rangers. By the way, the final was 6-5. to five. And this is one that, that was such an unusual game. Twins got off to a good start uh, thanks to Carlos Correa. And a well-hit two-run home run. Arise dances off first, stays put, and the 1-1 pitch. A line drive, left center field and deep. This one is back towards the wall and gone. Carlos Correa, two batters in, puts the Twins on top. 2-0, launching his 10th homer of the season. Yeah, Sonny Gray was in command. The, play, uh, the Twins playing lights out defense. Meanwhile, the Rangers were kicking at around three errors in the early inning, uh, I- including throwing it around on this play that saw Byron Buxton move from first to third on an errant throw. And then it looked like Buxton may have got injured sliding into third. Byron stays and the pitch, and that's inside snap throw back to first. Now this one gets down the right field line. Byron's going to round second base, and he will try for third base. Garcia's arm is good. The throw, the tag, the slide, and Byron is safe. And hopefully Byron Buxton is okay as he is in some pain right now on his knees. He slid head first. If anything, he might have gotten, may have gotten spiked. Yeah, and they looking at the replay over and over, an awkward slide as he grabbed the leg of the Rangers' third baseman to slow his momentum and then uh uh he he stayed in the ball game and then made a terrific catch out against the left center field wall uh, later in the ball game but really a scary moment for byron buxton and really in, in in that situation making that catch could have been injured out there but uh Byron Buxton will be in the lineup today and a DH, so certainly good news on that. Things got out of control. Sonny Gray, good early, get to the fifth. He got into trouble, and then uh, they they go to the bullpen, and it didn't work out very well uh, for the Minnesota Twins bullpen. Sonny Gray ultimately takes the loss, but the big blow in the game and what turned out to be uh, the game-winning hit in the ball game was given up by Caleb Thielbar, and here's that play. Here's the pitch. 
Swung out, hit high in the air, right field. Kepler's going to turn around, and that is out of here. 6-3, Texas. Yeah, all six runs for the Rangers come in the fifth. The Twins would battle back, two in the sixth, but they couldn't get over the hump and ultimately lose 6-5 to five in game one of the three-game set. And if you would have told me early on, when, when you had John Gray starting against Sonny Gray, that uh, Sonny would end up taking the loss and exit before John, I wouldn't have believed it. But that's how it turned out. John Gray the win, Sonny Gray the loss, and the Rangers win it 6-5. to five. The only good news for the Twins on Friday night, Byron Bugs didn't get, didn't get hurt. Cleveland got beat, and Chicago got beat, so they didn't lose any ground. Uh, or those teams didn't gain any ground on the Twins in the division. Uh, turn the page, Devin Smeltz around the mound against Martin Perez, uh, who did pitch for the Twins once upon a time in his career. And we'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on. Now, one week from today, when the Twins return home to Target Field, they're in the midst of a four-game series with the Chicago White Sox. It'll be a big day, and uh, plans have been announced for Jim Conte, on Saturday, July 16th. That's one week from today at Target Field. And, uh, of course, Jim Cott headed into the Hall of Fame with Tony Oliva. He'll have his number 36 officially retired. But you think about uh, what Jim Cott did in his career. Broke into the big leagues with the Senators, who would later become the Twins, in 1959. And he is still the Twins' all-time leader in wins at 189. Game started at 422, and innings pitched at 2,959 in the third innings. He ranked second in complete games at 133, shutouts in 23, and strikeouts at 1,824. Kitty won 16 gold gloves, and in his career went 283 and 237. 283 victories, 237 losses. And what's extraordinary you, you, you do the math on that? Over 500 decisions in his long major league career. How about this? The CRA 3.45. Uh, pitched in a total of 898 major league games. His starts, 625 starts. Uh, first with the Senators and Twins through 73. Uh, spent three seasons with the White Sox. Uh, four with the Phillies including 76, 77, 78, and 79. A couple of years with the Yankees in 79 and 80, and then finished his career between 80 and 83 with the St. Louis Cardinals. And then, of course, uh, began a great broadcasting career. Uh, Jim Cott, one of the great broadcasters in the history of the game. And just, just a wonderful career in the game. So Jim Cott will be honored next Saturday at Target Field. And by the way, the first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a special Jim Cott bobblehead courtesy of Sheboygan Sausage Company. So, a uh, big day and a Sheboygan uh, sponsoring Jim Cott Day at Target Field next Saturday. And that'll be game three of the four-game set between the Twins and the White Sox. And a quick look ahead at the homestand. It starts Tuesday, a brief two-game series with the Brewers. I wish the Twins and Brewers would play more. I, I, w- I would like to see as they sort out the schedule in some of these rivalry series where, where the Twins and Brewers play more than two games at Target Field, maybe a couple of three-game series over the course of the season. Uh, 
and then of course so the Twins and Brewers uh, play later, or uh, always play at Miller Park and always play at Target Field. But my point being is, uh, unfortunate, just a two-game series. Uh, Tuesday night, and then the Wednesday matinee, and then the Twins welcome the White Sox for four big games at Target Field. Thursday night, Friday night, a Saturday matinee, and a Sunday matinee. So there, there it is, Jim Codd Day, Saturday, July 16th. Should be a great day at the ballpark. When we come back, Bob Nightingale from USA Today and an Odyssey MLB insider will join us. We'll talk about the all-star starters, uh, the trade deadline, what pitchers might be available, get his thoughts on the AL Central, the Twins leading Cleveland and Chicago at the moment. And does he think the White Sox will be able to get it in gear? We'll get Bob's thoughts on all of that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Great day to enjoy a ball game. Twins and Rangers game two of the three-game set. Pre-game show Chris Atterbury coming up at 2.30. First pitch after three. Devin Smeltzer against Martin Perez, who used to pitch for the Twins. Here on News Talk, E3-0-W-C-C-O Rangers got the W last night, 6-5. to five. Six runs in the fifth inning off uh, Sonny Gray and Caleb Thielbar. Uh, the difference in that one. Joining us on the show is Odyssey MLB insider Bob Nightingale. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And Bob, always good to visit with you. And here we are closing in on the All-Star break. Yeah, doing great. I look forward to it. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about the All-Star squads. Uh, Based on what you've seen among the starters, uh, who stands out? And, and were there any major snubs where, where you, you feel like there, there was a deserving player or two that, that should be in the starting lineup? Well, probably the biggest is Alvarez of the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, he deserved to start either, at, you know, they put him at GH, either GH over Shohei Otani or, you know, left field, wherever you want to put him. But you're talking about, you know, Aaron Judge is the MVP of the league. He's number two. And if Judge stumbles the second half, it's going to be Alvarez. He's been unbelievable. I understand that, you know, Otani, you know, he's the face of baseball and everything else he pitches. You know, he's going to go in the all-star game as a uh, as a pitcher anyway. You know, I think the uh, Alvarez deserved to start either DH or left field. He's not going to. Yeah, so uh, we we close in on the All-Star game and the All-Star break, and then quickly beyond that, uh, there's going to be more heat on on the trade deadline, and we're going to get into that in a moment with Bob. But but I do want to get your thoughts on the season Aaron Judge is having for the New York Yankees. Uh, The Yankees came to town at at Target Field, and the, the Twins played them tough, but the Yankees still took two out of three. And, you know, Judge turned down a big dollar amount, uh, will be a free agent after the season, and he's really answered the bell. He has been phenomenal. He really has. I think you know, it's, it's fun to see. Okay, can someone hit sixty home runs again? It's been a, it's been a while now. Nobody since the steroid era, and uh, you know he's right around the area. You know, fifty eight, fifty nine pace. We'll see what happens the second half. A lot of times guys cool off the second half, and with the Yankees having such a big lead. It'd be silly to play judge every every day. You want to give him some uh, some time off here. But yeah, for the guy that big, the, you know, uh, certainly one of the faces of baseball. You know, the biggest star on the biggest stage in New York, uh, and a great guy. It's fun, it's fun to see what he's doing. 
Bob Nightingale joining us, Odyssey MLB Insider, of course, longtime writer with USA Today, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Bob, you, you brought up Otani, Mike Trout, uh, two superstars in that Angel lineup, and they're not very good. I mean, they got off to a pretty good start. They, they've just fallen apart. Yeah, they really have. I mean, you know, they spent so much money on offense over the years. You know, they kind of ignored the, uh, the pitching. I mean, look, a couple of years ago, you know, they tried to get Garrett Cole, couldn't get him, then they turned around and uh, gave $245 million to Anthony Rendon, who's been a complete bust for them, and, uh, you know, out, out the rest of the year once again. So, uh, you know, just they don't have the definite pitching. It shows up over a long haul, started off nice, but just everything came in. And they haven't been the same since the brawl either. When well, Seattle's taken off since the brawl, the Angels have gone the other way. So, you know, it's freaking if they ever listen to trade offers like a Mike Trout in the offseason. You know, he makes a lot of money. So I'm not sure how many teams would be, you know, jumping in there. But, I mean, it's freaking to see if, if they'd actually pull a plug and, and see what they get. Because uh, Otani's going nowhere. I mean, make sure they lock him up. Yeah, and uh, Joe Madden was shown the door. One of the managers fired so far this season, Joe Girardi, the other in Philadelphia. Uh, Bob, look, look, let's get into beyond the All-Star game. Uh, trade talks are really going to heat up, and year in and year out, what are clubs looking for? More pitching, starting and bullpen help. And you can look in this division, Minnesota Twins have been a surprise, continue to lead the American League Central. Uh, Cleveland, uh Pretty solid club, but uh, the Chicago White Sox sitting in third at the moment, uh, a major disappointment. They were a big favorite in this division. Um, the, the Twins probably need to make some moves and shore up that pitching if they're going to stay in front the rest of the way. Yeah, to give them a chance to go, uh, you know, you know, deeper in the first round in the in the playoffs. Uh, they got to get some bullpen help. You know, no secret they they traded with Taylor Rogers. Uh, you know, at, at the outset. Obviously, you know, Clevenger got hurt out for the year. Uh, you know, set that, I mean, Paddock, I'm sorry, Paddock got yep. hurt out for the year. So that hurts. Pagan's had his struggles. So they got to get you know, probably a couple of relievers, really. You know, David Robertson of the Cubs is in right there. So is Michael Gibbons of the Cubs. Uh, you know, Ian Kennedy. There's a lot of relievers uh, that are out there, uh, a lot more than any other position. You know, like you said, Steve, I mean, a lot of people are looking for relief help. So it's not like they're, uh, you know, <laughs> they're going to get, you know, pick and choose who they want. But I think they have to get a couple of relievers just to, you know, lock down the division. Uh, I mean, so they're sitting pretty. The White Sox, you know, feel like they're going nowhere. I mean, you know, they've gone this far, you know, and they're, uh, you know, I think they have more troubles, internal troubles than, than people realize. You can't have that much talent and, and play that and play that way. I don't know if they have clicks in the clubhouse or uh, – you know, guys are being too selfish or whatever, but, but something is wrong in Chicago. And do you think Tony LaRusse is in trouble because during that three-game series where the Twins took two out of three, should have been uh, a clean sweep of the White Sox. They ran into that 8-5 triple play started by Byron Buxton, relays to Gio Urshela. I mean, that's just sloppy baseball that, that, that a club that's expected to contend in a division and be a playoff team. I mean, that, 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 that was just Little League. No, you're right. It's embarrassing. I mean, base running is pathetic anyway across baseball. But, you know, I mean, stuff like that, you know, you should be, you know, working into them and stuff like that. Now, Lewis is not in trouble. I mean, we'll never see the word buyer next to his name again in uh, in Chicago. But I think if they don't make the playoffs, it doesn't look like they will. 
I think they'll have to have a big sit down and say, let's try a different voice in here. How about your special assistant, you know, ambassador or what have you. But I, I think there's going to have to be some, uh, some changes made. Uh, like you said, Steve, I mean, they play so sloppy. Uh, and it does seem like they, they play selfish baseball. They shouldn't have that much talent and, you know, not be able to hit like they are. Well, uh, Bob, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time and the insight as always, and hopefully we can do it again ahead of the deadline. I sure look forward to it. Thank you, Steve. All right, there he is, Bob Nightingale from USA Today, and, of course, uh, Odyssey MLB Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Always good to visit with Bob Nightingale. We have the news. We have the weather coming up at 2 o'clock. Then uh, part two of the Twins Magazine show. Megan Ryan, who covers the Twins for the Star Tribune, will join us in Texas and we'll we'll talk about Friday night's game that that got away and uh, Sonny Gray's less than ideal start for the Twins, and then uh, we'll take a look at the American League Central standings, uh, the matchups involving contenders including Cleveland and Chicago who they play today, and then uh, we'll count you down to our pregame show at two thirty with Chris Atterbury. And then Corey Provis and Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Devin Smeltzer against Martin Perez today, just after 3 o'clock. Here on the home of the Twins, News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Twins Magazine show rolls along ahead of the Twins and the Rangers game two of the three-game set. Just a great day here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Highs in the 80s, sunny skies, no threat of rain. Uh, the winds are light. But uh, you head down I-35 to Dallas-Fort Worth, a whole different story. Uh, record heat today. It, it was a hot one on Friday. Another hot one today, 107 in the Metroplex. And... Uh, Highest heat indices, uh, 114, so it's a good thing they have a roof at Globe Life. Megan Ryan joins us. She covers the Twins for the Star Tribune and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Can you imagine a day game today without a roof, Megan? Wow. Yeah, uh, I think actually Rocco Baldelli talked about it yesterday, like, you know, prior to when they had this field. Um, he was like, you know, you guys, you would come here, any team would come here for a three-game series, and, like, the goal was just to, like, survive, like, just get through it um, in any way that you can. And now, obviously, with the roof, they don't have to do that, so they can actually play some decent baseball. So I think that was a good call by them to slap a roof on their new one. Absolutely. In the old ballpark, which really isn't that old, sits right next door. They still haven't torn that thing down, but – yeah, it, it just was one of those where they, they couldn't play matinees, and now they can because of the roof. And uh, day games today, and then again tomorrow as the Twins wrap up this three-game series. And uh, Following the game last night and following uh, on social media, uh, you, you, you joked about uh, not uh, getting started on your game story because early it looked like the Twins were going to dominate. Uh, 3-0. Uh, Sonny Gray was in command, and then all of a sudden the fifth inning, and it got away. Yeah, you know, sometimes that happens with this team. Um, It kind of feels like whatever lead they have is never quite enough of a lead because they have a tendency to kind of blow these things later on in the game. Um, So it was tough. I mean, I think it was really just that one inning. Maybe that's the most frustrating part for them was, like, that fifth inning when it was, like, five hits, six runs for the Rangers was really what did them in. And if you looked at that beforehand, like, you know, the defense was making these incredible plays. The latter part of the bullpen was doing well, but it was just like the combination of, of Sonny Gray kind of coming off of the, the or the tail end of his start, and he just kind of lost whatever whatever command he'd had, and then Caleb Field Bar obviously coming in and letting off the, the three-run homer. So it was tough. I don't think that um, anyone was particularly pleased about how that went down, but the hope is, I guess, today to turn that around. Yeah, and, and frustrating because the way the series ended in Chicago, they had a number of leads in that ball game. They let it slip away in the 10th, uh, missing on a chance to to sweep the White Sox, one of the rivals in the division. Then they get the day off. They go into Texas. And like I say, the Rangers just looked disinterested. John Gray was struggling through a lot of pitches, and they really kicked it around. Uh, three big errors in the game. They, they they just were not in the game at all. And then all of a sudden it turned on a dime and they, they got uh, pretty good work out of their bullpen to close it out. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that was another kind of fun, funny part about it was before the game, 
uh, you know, people are asking Rocco Baldelli, like, what's it like, like playing on this turf or how does like the roof impact it? Cause then whenever you're in a dome it, there, you know, weird things can happen. I think the trough sure. is, is one of the big examples of that. Um, so, you know, you were kind of talking about, yeah, well, we have to see like, how does the ball bounce and how does all this happen? Um, but they were not the ones having trouble with the fielding. That was, <laughs> that was the Rangers for some reason. Um, so yeah, like the, the twins, I think benefited early off of some of those mistakes. Um, and once the Rangers kind of cleaned it up, I think it was a little bit, a little bit harder for them to, to get anything going offensively. There, there were a lot of terrific plays defensively uh, for the Twins in the ball game. It, you know, it, all, it almost becomes routine with Carlos Correa and the terrific plays he makes at shortstop. But, you know, Gio Urshela at third base, very reliable. And it seems as though Luis Sarais is settling into his role over at first base. He made some nice plays as well over there. Yeah, you know, the defense was, I think Rocco said it was one of the best defensive games he's ever seen um, in his career playing or, or coaching. Um, there's a lot of double plays being turned. I mean, I think the the play that stands out to me is probably the Byron Buxton catch at the wall, yeah. just because he really, like, you know, anytime that that guy goes crashing into the wall um, is a big, like, gasp from everybody who watches the Twins because we know, like, what that can mean. Um, but the fact that he was able to make that catch and then pop right back up and stay in the game. I mean, he took a real beating yesterday. I think he got hit by a pitch, too. He also kind of, like, jammed his hand, it looks like, when he was sliding into third um, after kind of like a, a botched pickoff attempt in, early in the game. So he really put his body on the line. Um, so I imagine that for him it was probably incredibly frustrating to be like, wow, like, I'm already playing through a knee injury, and then I right. really, like, tried to lay it out in this game, and then we still lost. So. Hopefully uh, that won't happen again. Hopefully he'll have a nice, clean game. He's only DHing, so the likelihood of him getting hurt is very rare. <laughs> yeah, uh, DHing and leading off. And you, you bring up the play where they threw behind him, and he went from first to third. And, and that was scary because he went into the bag with a full head of steam, and it's like, what happened to his hand? Did he get spiked? It wasn't clear really from the replay, what exactly happened. But it was awkward. It looked like he grabbed uh, the Rangers' third baseman's leg to stop his momentum and get his hand on the bag. It was really a weird-looking play, but he was able to survive that. And as you pointed out, the collision uh, with the left center field wall making a a, a terrific catch. So even though they lost the game and Sonny Gray didn't give him the start, maybe that he had hoped, and Caleb Thielbar gave up the three-run home run, the fact that Byron Buxton came out of the game unscathed uh, is certainly a positive for the for the Twins. Yeah, definitely, it is a. Uh, you know, I think any time that you have still got Byron on your on your yeah. roster, and he's you know not on the injured list, and he's available to be in the lineup, is is a good call. I mean, I know he hasn't played as often as maybe every Twins fan would like this season, but I think that they've done really well to try to manage all the injuries that he's had and make sure that he still can play like fairly regularly. So yeah, it's, it's good to see him always, you know, staying out there and continuing to have that stamina. One of the other things that stood out in the game last night, Emilio Pagan wasn't in a high leverage situation late when he pitched in the eighth, but, but it was a clean inning with a strikeout. Didn't walk anybody, didn't give up any hits. And uh, that's a good thing for for Pagan because he's he's been a lightning rod and the, and the bullpen has let the team down. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no there's no secret that he's had some tough outings um, and there's been a lot of games that have been, you know, on his shoulders. But 
I think what's interesting about Emilio is that if you talk to him, like he does not, he knows that he hasn't pitched as well as he could, but he doesn't feel like he's a bad pitcher. Like I, I think even maybe last homestand we were talking to him and he was saying, like, if you look, if you took out like the first month of the season when I had like 10 walks in however many outings, um, and then you take away the Cleveland series, like I've been pretty good, which one could point out that anybody, if you take away their worst days, is probably pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure that, like, that was quite the uh, explanation that he was seeking. But I think what it does prove is that he has confidence in what he can do. And he acknowledges that he has bad games or, you know, one pitch doesn't go his way and it turns into, like, a big thing. Um, but I think he, at the end of the day, is very confident in his ability and confident in his stuff and feels like he has all the makings to be you know, an incredible reliever late in these games. So I think that's what's been interesting about him is even though he's been pitched in a couple of different situations, maybe not ones where the game is as much on the line, you know, he seems like he's still like very much confident in himself and what he can do. Um, and I think he probably will get a chance in some of those uh, different, you know, game on the line situations in the future um, and doing well in these kind of outings with less leverage is a good way to get to that point. Devin Smeltzer gets a start today against former twin Martin Perez. Perez has had a good year, 7-2, and 2.34 ERA. Uh, he, he has really done a good job. And then Devin Smeltzer, uh, he, he's been a key for the Twins this season. And, and once again, uh, get as much as you can out of a Smeltzer. And you figure the bullpen is going to play a role in the ball game today based on what we've seen so far in Smeltzer's starts. Yeah, probably. I think uh, with Devin, though, he he's a unique – well, maybe not unique. Probably all starters like this. But I think what has always struck me about him is, like, he, like, would rather stay in the game for nine innings than, like, get a bunch of strikeouts. Like, to him, I think he measures success as, like, how long can I go and how, like, how well can I pitch effectively for the longest time? Um, and that's kind of something that – you know, gets him going. And even if he only has one strikeout, uh, if he's in the game for nine innings and, you know, hasn't let up a run or whatever, I think that's like really what he cares about more. So uh, I think we've been looking in these starts from him to like see how far he can go because we know that he wants to. Um, but of course, it's not just, you know, what the pitcher wants that, that makes these decisions. It's a lot of times based on matchup. It's what relievers do have that day and where is it lining up in the order um, for them to kind of come out and have the best success. So, you know, I, I think that's what I'm most interested in seeing with Devin is just like, you know, when can he finally get that moment to prove like his longevity? Um, and how would that maybe help the twins if, if they were to let it go on that long? So it's, it's a, a bit of intrigue to see if he ever gets a complete game with MLB level. I think that's probably his dream come true. So. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe today's the day against the Rangers uh, under the roof on a hot day in Dallas-Fort Worth. One other item, Louise Sarais gets a day off. Good day at first base. He's been on uh, quite a roll, but gets a breather on this Saturday. Yep, he does. Nothing nothing too crazy about that. I just think when you're – it stands out when he's not in the lineup since he is, you know, leading the league in batting average and on base and whatever, like, you know, He's a really key player, and I think you want him in the lineup all the time. But if you can get these guys a day off here and there, it does a lot for them. Um, and to be fair, they're going to be getting kind of a lot of time off in the in the coming days with a couple of off days and then the All-Star break. But who knows? Luis might be playing in that All-Star game. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, just a day off for him. Yeah, you, you, you would think uh... – 
the the batting average leader would would get an invite to the All Star game. We'll see how that plays out. I I hope it works out that way for him. Certainly deserving. Hey Megan, great to visit with you. Uh, I I know you're busy as we close in on uh, game time today in a little under uh, an hour. So uh, thanks again. Yep, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Megan Ryan covers the Twins for the Star Tribune in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, they'll be indoors today at Globe Life. Uh, record heat. Uh, it's always hot in Texas, but 107 today in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, heat indices as high as 114. When we come back, quick look at uh, what's happening in the major leagues, quick look at the standings, and uh, run down that lineup card. Then Chris Atterbury and our pregame show begins at 2.30 today. Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Smeltzer against Perez in game two of the three-game set here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. What a great day to be outside and enjoy the ball game here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. There is some action already in the division and the Chicago White Sox all over the Detroit Tigers on the south side. 6-0, top of the fourth inning. The White Sox, six runs on six hits. Uh, Johnny Cueto on the mound in that one. So uh, the White Sox early leading big over the Tigers in Chicago. Uh, one other game underway in the big leagues, and that is the St. Louis Cardinals leading or the Philadelphia Phillies in St. Louis. There is no score in that ball game. top of the fifth. No score, Phillies and Cardinals. All the games starting in that 3 o'clock window, including the Twins and the Rangers. Also Cleveland and Kansas City today. Game two of the three-game set. Let's get you up to date on the standings in the American League Central right now at the start of play today. Minnesota is still leading the division, and they have a four-and-a-half game, four game lead over Cleveland. Chicago at the moment, six games back, but they have a comfortable early lead over Detroit. New York leading Tampa Bay by 15 and a half games. The New York Yankees are 61 and 23 at the moment. Uh, Tampa Bay, a solid 45 and 38, but they're 15 and a half back. Boston, 45 and 39, 16 games out. Uh, Toronto, 46 and 40. They're 16 and a half games out of first place. And Baltimore uh, having a surprisingly good season, just three games under 500. And they're already 20 and a half out, and, and we haven't even hit the break. And then out west in uh, the American League West, it is Houston by 13 games over Seattle. Uh, Seattle just a game over Texas, the Twins' opponent today and again tomorrow, 16 games back. In the NL East, uh, the New York Mets leading Atlanta by two and a half. In the Central, Milwaukee leading St. Louis by three and a half. And the Brewers come to town Tuesday night and a Wednesday matinee at Target Field. And then on Wednesday, or I should say in the West, the L.A. Dodgers now six games clear of San Diego. The Padres, though, 49-36, and 36, having a fine year in San Diego. So you're up to date on the standings. Uh, let's take a look at that Twins lineup for the ball game today. And uh, as uh, Megan Ryan alluded to from the Star Tribune earlier, uh, Byron Buxton is in the lineup, but he will DH and lead off today. Carlos Correa will be at shortstop and bat second. He had that big two-run homer in the ball game on Friday night. Uh, it didn't stand up as the Twins lose uh, a tough one, six to five. Carl Garlic will be in right field and bat third. Jorge Polanco made a phenomenal defensive play on a ball hit into shallow right center field, 
and then uh, threw out the runner at first base. He'll bat clean up and play his second base. Batting fifth at first, Jose Miranda. Batting sixth at third, Gio Urshela. Batting seventh, catching Gary Sanchez. Batting eighth, playing center field, Gilberto Celestino. And batting ninth, the left fielder, Nick Gordon. And you may remember Gordon cut in front of Byron Buxton on that terrific catch against the left center field wall. Uh, And you see the replay, and it's like, how did Buck see the ball, let alone catch the ball, behind Nick Gordon cutting in front? Devin Smeltzer on the mound. uh, Four Smeltzer, four and two this year is ERA 3.04, 34 strikeouts in his pitching, and the Twins will take on a pretty tough customer in Martin Perez. He is 7-2, and two, former Twins pitcher, uh, ERA 2.34, and in his work this season, 81 strikeouts, so a couple of left-handers, Smeltzer against Perez in Game 2. And as we mentioned, final game of the series coming up tomorrow in Texas. And then the Twins return home. They have an off day on Monday before they open a brief two-game series at Target Field with the Brewers. And then the Chicago White Sox in for four Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And a friendly reminder about our programming on Sunday. Uh, We've got tons of sports coverage, including uh, Twins Chatter with Mike Max and Pete Nigerian on the huddle between 10 and noon. And then, of course, our Twins coverage tomorrow afternoon in the final game of the series. Actually, a 135 start with the pregame at 1 inside Twins at 1230. Hey, a big thanks to all our guests. Bob Nightingale joining us. USA Today and Odyssey MLB Insider. Megan Reining joining us on the program as well, who covers the Twins for the Star Tribune. Big thanks to Kerry Klatt, our producer here on the Twins Magazine show. Coming up, it is... The uh, second game of this three-game set down in Texas. Twins and Rangers, enjoy the ball game. Here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.